Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. This is probably the second most important weekend of this ministry. The first one being September the 14th, 1997, we actually started this ministry with 59 people just gathered together in a little elementary school gym. And yet, God has been working all these years to bring, to the, bring us to the place where we can step out now in faith and really start to see things explode. Not for our glory. Not so that people could say, oh, talk about new beginnings. No, definitely not that people would not say, oh, look at Joe Source. No, this has nothing to do with Joe Source. It has nothing to do with the name. It has to do with all to do with his name. Amen. Amen. So this past couple of weeks, we've been spending time to kind of get into the heart of this congregation, what it means to receive a vision. What does a vision mean? How do we bring it about? How, does it, how do we take the steps to bring it to pass? And so we've been calling 2018 the year of opportunity, the year of acceleration, and you'll see what I'm talking about in a few minutes, and the year of mobilization, which is what's going to be required to bring this to pass. In Habakkuk chapter 2 in the Old Testament, the prophet writes down a conversation he's having with God. And in verse 2, he writes the response of what he heard from the Lord. It says this, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain. Write it on tablets that he may run who reads it. The idea is that today is my responsibility, and by the grace of God, I pray that I'm able to do this effectively, to communicate to you that which has been going on behind the scenes for almost eight to nine months now, and honestly years if you include the history of brought us to this place, to bring the details to you for two reasons. To find out where are we heading? What does God have for the future of this ministry? And number two, what part are you going to play in it? God has given us a challenge here. He's thrown down the gauntlet. He's made the way very clear. Now it's up to us to respond. So I'm making it clear today so that we can all run together. That's what the prophet wrote down. Make it plain. Make it clear. Make it easy to understand so that somebody can just grab it and run with it. And that's our intention this weekend. Our mission has not changed. But this weekend we start running. Are you listening to me? And that mission is this, to lead people into a life-changing, spirit-empowered relationship with Jesus Christ. In other words, we're going to take the experience that we've had with the Lord and bring it to people who have not yet experienced it in a much bigger, larger scale, much more impacting than we have been up until this point. You've heard me talk about the past couple of weekends, over the past couple of weekends, if you haven't, please go to the website and, and listen to the messages, especially from last week and the week before. The gathering, and what I'm, what I'm talking about when I say gathering, I'm, I'm basing that on the concept of the New Testament church. And if you read the epistles, you read the book of Acts, you read anything in the New Testament, whenever he uses the word church, it never refers to a building. In fact, for the first couple of hundred years in the early, early church, there were no specific church buildings the gathering of believers took place wherever they could meet. 
Many of you are familiar in Rome, there's catacombs that exist under the city where the believers went to worship to try to avoid persecution, to try to spare their lives. Even today, throughout the world, there's churches, there's gatherings of people that meet in rice paddies or might meet in caves or might meet in abandoned buildings someplace for fear of their lives. The church never refers to a brick and mortar concrete building. It always refers to people, to individuals. And so the phrase I've been using these past few weeks is that the gathering exists to send. The gathering was never intended to just settle in one place and just gather up everything that God's doing and just get fat on his blessings and never share them. That has never been the intention of the gospel. It's never the intention of the Holy Spirit and certainly not Jesus, the head of the church. We have been given a message and with that message we've been given a responsibility. First, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 I'm going to read to you from the Passion Translation. We are ambassadors of the Anointed One who carry the message of Christ to the world. As though God were tenderly pleading with them, those that have not heard yet, directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you to the lost on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. That's the message. A message is not going to change. We're just gonna have the opportunity to take it further and further than we ever have before. Let me give you some history that has led us up to where we are today. Back in 2007, we purchased this building that we're in. I may, if I have the time, go into more history before that. And when we purchased this building, we did it with the intention and the purpose of working out a 10-year plan we fulfilled that 10-year plan in the first four years. And then we found ourselves like, okay, now, what do we do now? And so the next six years, we spent preoccupied with the next, which we didn't think we were gonna have to worry about until the 10 years. But that concern came upon us as the crowds began to come, as the church began to explode as we went from just two services to then a Saturday night service and then uh, three services on Sunday, Wednesday night, so five services a week. And we're grateful for that and we're thankful. We really are. But we realized that there was a next that God was calling us to. And obviously thinking it's just a bigger location. We spent many years going from negotiation to negotiation to negotiation to one location to the next location to the next. And it always seemed like the door would get shut in our face. We spent three years prior to last summer negotiating just on one particular location, just about four miles from here. Gigantic complex. Just wasn't happening. So I finally, in the middle of last summer, said to our building committee team, just pull the plug on this deal. This is not, this isn't gonna happen. It would've happened by now if this was supposed to happen. We're wasting our time. Then I began to really pray. And my prayer has been, and had been before that, but especially intense after last summer. Father, if you open a door, I'll walk through it, but open the door. Do something, show us where the next is. And then we found out and realized by July of last summer that the next was more than a building. The next became a bigger vision, not just a bigger building. 
but a larger strategy and a larger building, excuse me, larger plan. So the strategy has become to reach more people, not, not just to reach more people, but to reach more communities. You reach communities, you reach people. So from this weekend forward, if someone were to ask you, do you go to that church on Brick Boulevard? I wonder, you know, where all the crazy people raise their hands and <laughs> shout loud and sing. What is that all about? You tell them that church is about reach. It's about reaching people wherever they are. You'll see it as it unfolds today. So, our reach campaign, or if I should say it this way, our reach identity, is about leading entire communities into a life-changing, spirit-empowered relationship with Jesus Christ. Because that is the true evidence of the believers occupying a geographic area when an entire community has been impacted, not just a local church. That's our responsibility. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus, it says that he came close to them, to the disciples, and said, all authority in the universe has been given to me. Now go in my authority, Jesus said, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them faithfully to follow all that I have commanded you, and never forget that I am with you every day, even into the completion of this age. And let me tell you something. I am taking so much comfort in verse 20, because where he's leading us could be scary if I did not know that I have him with me every step that I take, every day that I breathe. And we do what we do in Jesus' name. The kingdom of God grows as people are reached, and this is who we are now. We're about reaching. How are we going to fulfill this? How is this going to come to pass? Again, towards the middle of the summer, towards the end of July, I came to the conclusion that what I had been sensing in my heart was time to act on. That it was our future, this ministry was more than just another building, a bigger building. It was to reach out to more communities. And so I began to, the first step I did was to put a team together. Because I realized to do something this magnitude, I cannot deplete the current leadership of this church that would totally defeat the purpose and weaken our position here to be able to meet the needs of all you you individuals that come here. And so I put a team together and I asked a, a, a few young men who I felt were extremely capable and very anointed of God. One of those is Sean Hyland, who has uh, taken the lead on bringing us into this next season. Along with him is Tim Sperling. Tim Sperling is, is a, a, a brainiac genius when it comes to organization and, and, and establishing protocols and things of this nature. And then there's Tom Carano, who carries such a heart for the lost. I mean, he just he breathes evangelism and, and reaching out to people. And these three men together with the rest of us in leadership have uh, come up with a strategy. And we've asked Sean Hyland to put a video together to kind of explain to you how are we going to do this? How is it, what does it look like? And just draw your attention to the screen. The church in the 21st century finds itself in uncharted territory. 
regular church attendance in America has declined 330% in 30 years. Less than 17% of Americans have a home church. With churches stuck or declining around our country, many strategies have been tried and tested over the past couple of decades to increase church growth and reach more communities with the power of the gospel. The most successful strategy to take a vibrant church beyond its current location is to restructure its ministry model to a multi-site church. What does that mean? It's simple. A multi-site church is one church that meets in two or more locations under the same leadership and vision. It is for healthy churches that desire to reach more people, mobilize more volunteers, and multiply their community impact, such as New Beginnings Church. Currently, there are over 8,000 multi-site church locations in the U.S. attended by 5 million people. As a matter of fact, of the top 75 churches in America, all but four are multi-site churches. Why should a growing local church like New Beginnings use the multi-site model to win more people to Christ? Because 80% of church attendees drive less than 15 minutes to church. Another 15% drive 15 to 30 minutes. And only 5% drive more than 30 minutes to church. New Beginnings must engage people in their communities to reach New Jersey in Jesus' name. Studies show that 90% of multi-site campuses are less than 20 minutes from the central campus. For our purpose, that means brick. Instead of your friends and family having to drive to brick, New Beginnings Church will begin to start new campuses across central New Jersey in different communities. The same worship experience will be replicated at each campus location using video technology featuring our lead pastor, Joe Source. Each location will maintain the unique spiritual DNA of New Beginnings Church. The central campus will create content and develop the weekend worship experience. The other campuses will deliver the experience at their location. We are actually filming this video at our first campus right here in Bayville. Remodeling is about to kick off, so here is your first look at New Beginnings Bayville. Some of you are saying, how did this happen? (laughs) Oh, what a journey it's been. I'm going to take you back to last August. Last August, many of you remember, we took a step of faith as a church, and we paid off the mortgage on another church in Tom's River. And I'll never forget that day when Pastor Cap and I went to meet that pastor, Pastor Paul, wonderful man of God, loved that guy. And we sat in his office, and we said, we feel like God has put it on our heart to present you with this check to pay off the mortgage on your church. We need to plant a seed because we need big things to happen in our congregation. And as soon as we handed that check to him, it was like something broke in his spirit. Something changed. We literally walked out of that place feeling like, whoa, just the atmosphere. Something just broke. And we had such expectation of what was going to happen in the future. About three or four weeks later, we received a letter in the mail. 
from a church in Bayville. And that letter was inviting us to share their facility. They had kind of like, their congregation had kind of decreased a little bit, and they felt it was wise for them to make their facility available. Um, 11 acres of property with a building that's less than 10 years old, and um, classroom, sanctuary, basement, just awesome. And so when I first went to meet with the, the pastor there, Pastor Teresa, wonderful woman of God, uh, we sat down to talk and, and uh, we began to discuss how, how is this going to work, you know. And, uh, she told us some details and things of this nature and, you know, what, what our, our lease arrangements would be and things of that nature. And so I came back, told the staff, together prayed, really started praying then and seeking God. Um, and we went back and had another meeting with the pastor, and we sat down and, and started really digging into the, the particulars and how is this actually going to, how are we going to walk this out? And, and we started talking about shared arrangements, and, and I realized this isn't going to work. It's, it's not going to work. It's just going to put us in a, in a bad position as a church and uh, have to break down and set up and all this other kind of stuff. And we'd been through that route already, and I was just like, I said, Pastor, thank you so much for, for spending this time, but I think we're going to pass. And and I told her why and, and things of this nature. And she said, well, well, I said to her, the only way I can see this working is if we actually had control of the property. It, it has to become new beginnings. And, and she totally understood and agreed. And she said, well, then why not just buy the place? And I'm like, uh, talk to me. <laughs> and like I've been saying in the other services, in true Godfather fashion, she made us an offer we could not refuse. <laughs> I had the contract here. And we will be closing on this property before probably the middle of April, right after Easter. We'll be closing on the property. We'll start uh, uh, remodeling. It, it, it's, it's, the building is in great condition. The, the property is beautiful. Again, remember, it's 11 acres of property uh, with a, a built building that has a full basement, finished basement, classrooms in a multi-purpose room and a big, nice kitchen upstairs and a, uh, a decent-sized sanctuary to start off with. And so... Um, now, now listen, I, I want to I show you something here because this is a principle that we all can apply to our personal lives. Nothing happened until we planted a seed. You need to understand that. And we're just not talking about ministry. I've seen this work more in my own personal life than we have seen on the ministry level. We planted a seed. What did we do? We allowed God to use our church to relieve the burden on another church and, and both churches now are experiencing tremendous like renewal and just refreshing. Because when you do something like this, everybody gets blessed. And so literally, by planting that seed, it opened up the door for God to be able to give us this opportunity to, to acquire this property, to extend our reach further south so that we can affect that community there. Now, now don't get stuck on Babel, because that's, that's, that's the first one. That's not the only one. Okay? That's not the only one. We are currently, we have been in negotiations on another piece of property when this popped up. And so that, we'll be talking to you about that very soon. But the way we're going to do church is going to change. And it starts with this first step, this New Beginnings Church, Bayville Campus. New Beginnings Church Brick Campus remains our base of operations in our central campus. And from this location, 
The message of God's grace and forgiveness will go forth into every community that the Lord opens up for us. Throughout Ocean County, into Monmouth County, across into Burlington County. Amen. South, we've already identified an area in Atlantic County that we feel like God wants us to go. And we're going to do whatever God does. I'm going to fulfill that vow when I said to the Lord, whatever door you open, we will walk through. And we'll do it by faith, and we're going to do it together. Amen? Amen. And we're doing it in Jesus' name. Now, I want to show you something else. Well, let me, let me go through this first. Who is going to be the ones to make this happen? Well, obviously, Jesus, the head of the church, is going to make this happen, but he uses his people. And so every single one of us is going to have to get involved. We'll talk about that more later. Over the past five to six months, we've been working behind the scenes with a team of individuals, a group of four couples who we believe that God's hand is upon to be able to step into the, the role of campus pastor. So the way this operates is this. Bayville, the first one of many, will have its own campus pastors, couple, husband and wife. It will have its own children's director there, its own youth pastor. We've already been speaking to people and already start training individuals. They will have their own volunteer team there, obviously working with us. It's going to be the same church, it's different locations. Okay? And so everything you've experienced here, you will experience there. The message will come directly from here, from me or whoever else is speaking in my place. And this way we have consistency across all the locations. Okay? We have identified one particular couple that we believe God's hand is upon, especially for Bayville. And that couple is Mike and Cindy Viola. I'm going to ask them to come up. Love you guys. <laughs> this cup, did I hit you? No, it's all right. Oh, you? I'm sorry. I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, Pastor Mike and Cindy have been active, part of New Beginnings for the past 10 years. They've served faithfully, served faithfully in many different areas. Uh, Mike, at one time, was head usher here. Uh, Cindy has served as one of the new kids' teachers. Both of them served together in the marriage ministry, Thrive Class leader, teacher, and small group leaders. And so they, together with three other couples, have been training behind the scenes for the past few months so that we'll be ready to walk through whatever door God opens in the future, and we'll be able to do it quickly. When is this going to happen? September the 16th, and this coming fall, will be the official launch date when we will have the grand opening there and open to the public, and we will start with two services on a Sunday morning. And you say, well, why are you starting with two services? Uh, well, uh, you guys want to sit down? Yeah, go ahead. I know. It's awkward to stand up here and everybody gawking at you. Back in January, uh, second week into January, we, we brought in a consultant. This gentleman is known as the multi-site guru in the church world here in the United States. This is the guy who has been instrumental in some of the big mega, mega churches in the country going multi-site. And so we felt like we needed to consult with a professional, somebody who, this is what God has anointed them for. So we brought him in. He spent the whole weekend here. He was right among you. You wouldn't have known it. He was in, in the background. He came, observed all the services, extensive amount of information he took from us, extensive meetings. And at the end of that weekend, then on Monday morning into Monday afternoon, we had a staff meeting here where he kind of let us know all his observations and his recommendations and that's and uh, after he'd done that, he took me aside and he said, listen, I've been doing this for many, many years now. He said, 
you guys are completely positioned for this, totally positioned for this. In fact, he said, you probably should have done it a couple of years ago. Um, he said, I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to work for you. He said, the only concern I have is that you're underestimating how explosive this is going to be in that area there. He hadn't studied the demographics and things of this nature, had visited the facility, um, you know, and he said, you're, you're, you really have got to prepare because this is going to take off very, very fast. Um, and so that's why we made the decision to start off with two services immediately. And um, what's great about this property is a number of things. Now, number one, it's 11 acres. Right now, we're only sitting on two. Okay, it's 11 acres. There's plenty of room to expand. Um, it falls within all of the state and federal guidelines. Uh, there's not going to be any of that hassle like you usually have sometimes with churches want to expand. There's plenty of property to expand on for parking, for, addition, for additional uh, space. Uh, it's perfectly located. It's right off of the parkway. The property literally backs up to the parkway. If you're, if you're coming north from south, um, you can see the building as you pass the Bayville exit heading towards north. You can either, if, if someone's coming from the south, they get off of Bayville and just go right there where the high school is, make a left on Grand Central. It's right off of Grand Central. If you're coming from the Toms River area, you can get off the Beechwood exit and then go through there and get on Grand Central and then go past the Beechwood Township facility, the police department town hall, and go straight down, and then you'll see it on the right. Uh, it's, in, it's between Grand Central. It's right in that area between the parkway and Grand Central. It's very easily, to, uh, easily accessible. So that's where we're going. Uh, what I want to talk to you about very briefly is I want to give you an example of walking in faith. Just, just a very, very brief thing, because this is something that, that God has so, so impacted my life with. The very first church building I ever looked at to purchase for this church was two months before we started the church. I had the opportunity to look at a, at a building here in Brick that was up for sale. A small facility, had some parking, but we didn't have any money. We had sold everything we had just to get back here from Tulsa to come back to New Jersey. But I looked. Why? Because, you know, they can't, can't jail you for looking at something, you know. So I figured, let me just start this process of faith. And honestly, had I really known how fast the church was going to explode, I would have went for it. I would have tried to do everything possible to get that property because eventually we would have built some equity in it and could have sold it. So that was $180,000, all right? So now I have faith for $180,000, right? Now, so that didn't work out. Next building we look at is 600000 And I had, I would have signed. I had the faith for it. Why? Because I had gone from 180000 faith, watch this now, to 600000 faith. So that didn't work out. See, now, you think that the things that God's bringing you through, you get disappointed when they work out, but God's bringing them through you for you to learn to go from one level to the next level. The goal wasn't the building. The goal was to get my faith up to where it needed to be. Are you listening? And it operates the same way, individually and personally. So now the next building we look at after 600000 is 995000 almost a million dollars. And, and we look back down and go, what the heck were we thinking? Because it didn't have enough parking and stuff. But my faith got to almost a million dollars. Are, are you following me here? Amen. Then we purchased a piece of property in Howell Township, which we still own. Some of you, most of you don't know. We own 10 acres of property in Howell. Okay? In Howell which is just north of here. <laughs> 15 minutes. Okay, so now watch this now. 
We buy that property. Now we're going to, it's going to cost us a couple of million dollars. So now we went from 180,000 faith to 600,000 faith to million dollar faith to now few million dollar faith. And then I'm sitting in my little office up here one day on a Thursday afternoon. And I just heard from the attorney about that piece of property. Now, Pastor, it's going to be 18 months before you put a shovel in the ground there. And I'm like, we don't have 18 months. And I hear this. Call the landlord, talking about this building. Tell me I want to buy this building. I'm like, I don't want this building. <laughs> Call the landlord. As clear as, as, clear as, as if somebody was sitting next to me. So before I talk myself out of it, I call the guy up, I get on the phone, Danny, this is Joe from New Beginnings. How you doing, Joe? Good. Sell me the building. All right, how much you want to get me? I said, I didn't take it that far. I'll call you back. I get off the phone and I pray, watch this now, and I hear 3.3 million. Okay. So we went from 180,000 to 600 to almost a million to a couple of million. Now we're at 3.3. But being the type of person I am, I got on the phone. I said, I'll give you 3 million. (laughs) Watch this now. And he goes, no, you're going to give me 3.3 because you know that's the number. See, I forgot that God talks to Jewish business people too. (laughs) So now watch this now. What has this journey been? It's been a journey not to where well, you're going to get this building. No, it had nothing to do with the buildings. It had to do with getting from $180,000 faith to multi-million dollar faith. Are you listening to me? Don't get stuck where you are. Start believing God for more. Start believing God for more. But listen to me. Make sure you start planting seeds along the way. Now, we got this contract here for this property, 11 acres, 10,000 square foot building, upstairs and downstairs, okay, for one-third of what we paid for here. Why? Because we planted a seed. We planted a seed. You had a part in it because it was your money that we took, our money altogether, that helped us to pay the mortgage on that other church. And what it did for that congregation and what it did for that pastor, the shot in the arm. I, I, I pray that God gives us more opportunities to do the same thing. Just for the feeling of walking out of somebody's office knowing, whoa, you just made this happen for them. And now what is God going to do for us? And so it really was no surprise then when this all unfolded, when we made the connection. Pastor Matt shared this morning, you can't give in Jesus' name and not be rewarded. When you do it with the right heart, you're doing it in faith. So, most importantly, before we go, these next few minutes, I want to share this with you. Number one, the why. The why. Why? Why are we doing this? Because technically speaking, we've got an awesome church here. All right, it's a little tight. I've got to do five services a week. But that's a good problem. That's a good problem. Conservatively speaking, probably anywhere from 1,500 to 1,600 people would, if you asked them, would call New Beginnings their home. It's, it's a good thing. It'd be easy to just sit here, but it would be the most selfish, most arrogant thing that we could ever do is just sit here while there's so many other communities around that are stuck in darkness. 
Say, well, aren't there other churches? Yeah, but those churches need help. Of course there's other churches in these communities. But God never calls one individual to do it all. He brings his entire body together so we can accomplish things. I met a pastor the other day who just started a church a few years ago in Bayville and shook my hand and said, man, when I heard you were buying that place, I'm so glad that God's bringing another strong Bible-believing church to our community to help us because we can't do it by ourselves. Why are we doing this? I'm going to tell you a phrase and repeat a phrase that I've been using over and over again these past few weekends. Jesus wants what he paid for. And the only way he's going to get it is through us, through the believer. He wants your family. He wants your neighbors. He wants your coworkers. He wants your friends. He wants everybody that he shed his blood for. He wants them. And it's our privilege to bring his love and his grace and the message of his forgiveness now to multitudes, not just here in Brick, all over. Wherever he opens a door, we'll walk through it. How? We're going to do it in Jesus' name. Listen to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, verse 46. And he said, yes, Jesus speaking, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written, listen to this, that this message, what message? A message of love, the message of grace, a message of forgiveness, would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. That message is there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. Now listen to me, church. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to all those that are going to watch us in the future. Every person alive right now deserves to hear that message. It is not right for us to decide who gets to hear and who does not. We need to do whatever we need to do in order to bring that message every place we can, every opportunity we can. The name of Jesus is powerful. And that's why we're called to do it in his name, not in our power, in his power. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 says, Therefore God elevated him, who him? Jesus, to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says this, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name by which a person could be saved. That at the name of Jesus, God would be glorified. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Jesus speaking to the disciples before he ascended into heaven. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. When we bring the message of love and grace and forgiveness of sins to a community, the power of the name of Jesus is released, bringing defeat to darkness, bringing freedom to the captives. Light comes. Healing comes. Prosperity comes. As the kingdom of God increases, the kingdom of darkness decreases and is pushed back. And we've seen it in our midst here. We've seen the impact that God's enabled us and honored us and privileged us to have in this community. You can mention the name of this church anywhere in this community and surrounding communities, and immediately you hear people say, that's the church that feeds all the families. That's the church that helps the community. 
We believe God, we're going to have the same impact wherever we go. What part do you play? I got to wrap this up now. I need you to listen closely. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up his church, the gathering, the body of Christ. And verse 16 goes on to say, He, Jesus, the head of the church, makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's our job. That's our responsibility. Now, as you bring your peace, as you bring your talent, you bring your resources so we can get it all done, when we bring all the pieces together, we all play a part and we all will glorify God together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The pastor's responsibility is to equip God's people, myself together with my leadership. This is what we're supposed to do. God's people's responsibility is together with the pastor and the leadership to do God's work to reach people. And as we all together bring our unique gifts and talents, the things that he's deposited in us, the resources he's he's placed at our, our disposal, as we bring those together, the picture just all fits like a puzzle, just all comes together. And we're gonna see the communities around us, central New Jersey, southern New Jersey. My dream is to see locations in every one of these counties. My dream is, before my job is done here, I want to see central New Jersey reached with this gospel. My question to you today, will you help us to reach? Will you step up and play your part? Remember this, I hope this burns in your heart Jesus wants what he paid for. His blood requires us to go forth and to reach as many people as possible, every single one of us. Will you help me? Will you help us? Will you come alongside? Will you play the part that you can to help us to accomplish this? I pray that you do. I believe that you will. I want you to notice, reach. That's, that's who we are now. That's who we are. From now on, somebody asks you what that church is about. It's about reaching. What are we doing? We're reaching New Jersey in Jesus' name. The action card here, we ask you to please print your name clearly, your email, your cell number. Now, here's where you have to pray about. Now, if you're already serving here in Brick, if you really feel, you know, if you already live in that area and you feel like it's easier for me to go there, okay, we'll talk. Okay, but if, you, if you're not serving at all anywhere, we need you to seriously pray about stepping up. You need to have a part in this. It's a, it's a whole different thing than just attending a church and then serving in it is a whole different lifestyle. And we want as many of you as possible to experience that blessing. It is a blessing to know that God has used you to impact somebody else's life. So I will serve in the Brick Campus. I will serve at the Bayville Campus. All right? Now, we're not telling you if you live there, you automatically have to go. You are free to attend whichever campus you desire. But if you want to make it easy for yourself, go right ahead. If you live there, obviously you have other connections there. You already have a network. You'd probably be most effective if you attended that campus. Now, the next part. I will commit my finances. you got to pray about this one. I'm not going to force anybody. I'm not going to try to pressure anyone. But you have to understand it takes money to do these things. Okay? 
If you would be willing to just for the next 12 months commit to one of these categories or something, whatever you could afford, or maybe God's put it on your heart, I'm going to put it on your heart to just make a one-time gift. Here's what I want to give, Pastor. Here's a check. Go do what you need to do. One-time thing. Whatever you'd like to do. Now, I will explain this to you, and I need you to listen clearly. If you already are a giver, and you're already paying your tithes here, and you're already giving offerings here, please don't take the $50 out of that. It doesn't, it doesn't accomplish anything. This commitment here needs to be over and above what you're already doing. Now, if you have not yet developed a lifestyle of giving, I'm telling you, please jump in. Because that, like service, is a whole different lifestyle. When you are giving on a consistent, continuous basis to the spreading of the gospel, it takes you to a different level. Well, pastor, I can't afford to. Then do whatever you can afford, but play a part. Have a part in this. Why? Because you see great reward. Why? God's using your finances to spread his word. You don't think he's going to pay you back for that? There's great reward when you give, especially with something like this. So I'm asking you to pray about this. If you already know what parts you're going to play, fill this out. There's ushers at the back doors when we dismiss in just a few moments. They will receive these cards. If you know already today, God's put on your heart, yeah, give X amount of dollars, one-shot deal, whatever, or you want to start today, your commitment, whatever, just pick up an envelope there in front of you, fill it out, drop it in that bucket also. Amen? We got exciting times ahead of us. Amen? Now listen, I want to very quickly pray a prayer of commitment. I want us all to stand up. Let's pray this prayer together. We need to say yes to what God is challenging us. Amen? Say this with me, Father. With our whole heart, we respond to the, your call to reach the lost, those who have never heard that you love them, that Jesus died for them. We commit all that we are, all that we have, all that we can ever be. We place it at your disposal. Use us as you desire to reach the lost. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church. Welcome to New Beginnings 2018. Mr. Matt. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.